Welcome to the Liberty Room. That's right, the Liberty Room, where conservatives can speak their minds with all the freedoms guaranteed by our beloved Constitution. The Liberty Room with me, the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And then sitting next to me, my friend, my brother, my fellow American red, white, and blue patriot, that high-flying tall drinker, how do you do, Dwight? So for the next hour or so, strap in, hold on, but don't hold back when you're hanging with us in the Liberty Room. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> that, like, I say this every single podcast. I'll say it again. That intro does not get old. No, it doesn't. I'm going to have to do another one just to see if I can top it. I think you should try. You think I should try? Absolutely. All right, we'll give it a shot. We'll see what's going on. Yeah. How is everybody out in podcast land? Hopefully everybody's doing well and everybody's, uh, you know, eating well, sleeping good and making tons of money because that's the kind of place we live. I eat well. I didn't sleep very well the other night. And about money. Uh, it's none of anybody's business. It's not, it's not your business. <laughs> but I make good money. Yeah, well, you know, we sat back and we talked. We were just talking about uh, Dogecoin. So uh, oh, yeah. if you're still hanging on to your Dogecoin, man, you're an optimist. <laughs> yeah. I'm so disappointed with Dogecoin. Whatever happened to it going to the moon? Yeah. I mean, it didn't even get off of Earth. It blew up on the launch pad. Just ask Elon Musk. <laughs> wow. Well, I think he's really the reason why it blew up on the launch pad. Oh, my God. It blew up on Saturday Night Live is where it blew up at. Well, but. I think when he came out and said that, based or when uh, Tesla was not going to take Dogecoin for payments for the cars, that was yeah. kind of the death knell for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's It's been nosediving ever since. Uh, so if you're one of those people that got in on it when it was three, four, five cents uh, a coin, then uh, you made a little bit of money. But uh, for... Um, for anybody else who jumped in late, well, <laughs> sucks to be you. Well, if you jumped in late, you might just want to hold on what you have and see what happens. Yeah, we were discussing earlier the guy who maxed out his credit cards and oh my gosh. sold his children and semen and the remortgaged his house. And Stop talking about me. Well, he bought $250,000 worth of Dogecoin <laughs> and lost $167,000 yesterday. Oh, my gosh. I know. Can you imagine being that guy? I uh, No. I can't. Oh, That's God. a lot of money to lose. Uh, even though he started off with two fifty, I mean, he was a mil- He woke up one morning, he was a millionaire. Right. You know, so it's not money he ever really had in his hand, but you got to know when to hold him. That's right. Know when to fold him. Ain't that what Kenny Rogers said? Exactly. Yeah. And, and and you know, right now is a great time for him to just cash everything out. Oh, yeah. And go. No, he said he's going to hang on to what he's got. No, that's ridiculous. He says he's going to hang on. He said, you know, it didn't have nothing in it. Yeah, you did. You got your mortgage house and your credit card bills. Yeah. You can pay everything off right now. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to be a millionaire to be comfortable. That's right. Uh, So, you know, you put in 250, you make, uh, you know, you, 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 what was it? uh, $600,000. He had making profit on it right now. If he dumped it. That's just insane. And he says, no, he's going to hang on to it. Yeah. He, he needs to get a real financial advisor. Uh, b- because he's not. Because he's not. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's just a bad decision. It was part. a bad decision, but I, I got out of my doge coin and got into something else. And that's the way it works. That's why they call it trading, not holding. That's right. I got, I got out of mine and dumped it into something else as well. And I'm holding on to that for a little bit and we'll just kind of see what know, happens. It never hurts to hold on to a little bit of it, but, uh, yeah. When, I, when I hit it, when I hit it big, see y'all. <laughs> don't don't hold on to more than you can lose. Though. That's right. Oh my goodness! And this dude mortgaged the farm. So. Well, it's kind of like the people that remember when the the lottery hit like a billion dollars. Yeah, uh, I remember reading about a lady in I think in California who was spending something like twelve hundred dollars a week on lottery tickets, hoping to win. 
I mean, that's basically your paycheck you're throwing uh, away. That's more than some people's paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, are you what are you neglecting at home? Are you paying your bills? Are you are you putting food on the table? I mean, if you can afford it, hey, I'm not going to judge how you spend your money, but yeah. how are you spending? <laughs> is is it really a responsible spending of money? Yeah, no, I, I've got a little bit of a lottery addiction. I won't lie. I noticed that. I, I, I buy some lottery tickets a couple times a week, you know, um, just for the thrill of the risk, I guess. But you know, there's always you know my family's fed. They're warm. This time of year, they're cool. The air conditioning on there. <laughs> they have cover. They have vehicles. They have their their needs. Uh, uh, you know, um, the the creature comforts as well as a little bit of the uh, uh, the unnecessary comforts of life. I noticed but, how you paid your electric bill this week because the fan's running is nice and cool in the room now. So it is. It is. Yeah. Actually, I don't have electricity. There's a, like a, a mouse running in a wheel. Oh, is it? Oh, that's that smell like. <laughs> but now let me put in perspective how Jim is really into <laughs> playing lottery. After Wednesday's with Jim was done tonight, I drive over <laughs> to his house and I get here about 925 and he's just parking his, his vehicle in front of his house and he had gone to the store to buy lottery tickets in between the tapings of the Wednesday's with Jim and the Liberty Room. Yeah. Well, they do a drawing tonight. You know, you don't win. You, you know, if you don't play, you didn't win. I'm not judging. I'm just saying for our, our listening listen, audience. Listen, my mom told me one time she was... God bless her soul. She's been gone for almost two years now. But she uh, she was driving down the road one day, and she said, out of the blue, some numbers popped into her head. Mm-hmm. She said, no. Nah. She goes, it just hit me so strangely, I wrote them down. She said, I pulled over the side of the road, and I actually wrote those numbers down. And she said, I just thought, you know, that was kind of weird. I don't know why. I'm going to see what these numbers, you know, what, what, what happens with them. Two days later, they were the lottery numbers that hit. No way. Yeah. And I said, don't you feel sick at your stomach? She goes, no, not really. It's just one of those things. Never had it before. I don't have it now. It's no big deal. I'm like, oh, really? I would crawl into a hole and probably cry for a while. Yeah. You know? How much would she have won? I think it was like a million and a half dollars, something like that. Oh it wasn't gosh. a huge lottery, but it was it was big enough. That's bigger than what the guy with the Dogecoin, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, it was weird. I, you know, it was just uh, strange. So ever since then... You know, I've got a couple of numbers that I play and, you know, family birthdays, stuff like that. And I figure, you know, I keep playing those numbers every week. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not uh, taking food out of anybody's mouth. The bills are all paid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so what's what's the harm with a little bit of risk? Well, you know, to each his own. And I'm going to say this because, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I've never said this really publicly, but I will say it since we're talking about lottery. So um, years ago when the lotto hit a billion dollars, my wife comes home and, she decided she was going to play. Yeah. And it kind of surprised me because we don't play the lottery. But yeah. She bought like five tickets. You know, it's yeah. like, I forgot how much it was. It wasn't very much, less than $20. And we could afford it. Yeah. And so the funny part was that we, we played and we sat in bed that night and literally for two hours figured out what we were going to do <laughs> when we See, won. That's part of the fun though. And it was fun. I mean, yeah. we had the whole thing worked out. <laughs> percentages, yep. you know, how we, how we were going to take care of our friends yep. and our family, Absolutely. get the bills, student loans. <laughs> it was, I mean, the billion dollars was covered a hundred percent. You figure 50, almost 50% of it goes to the government right off the bat. Though. Pretty much. Yeah. And I had a deal with God. I had said, yeah. look, Lord, <laughs> if you allow me to win this billion dollars, okay, I'm going to put 50% to the church. It's there. It's gone. It's right. It's, it's just for that. Okay. <laughs> And then the rest I'm going to live on, distribute it, give it to friends, yep. all that kind of stuff, right? And so, again, it was all, we had it all worked out. Yep. 
We didn't win. Yeah, no, we didn't either. We never, we, I think the biggest one I've ever won has been like 500 bucks. But you know, I'll buy those little scratchy tickets. I'll, right. buy, I'll hit a couple of numbers and then I'll buy a couple of scratchy tickets. And I saw one of those, uh, you know, I, I won the lottery shows or mm-hmm. what I did with my money show, you know, when I won the lottery. Um, and two cases, one guy said, he said, um, he, uh, he won something like $7 million on a scratch ticket. He mm. says the little one, two, three, four, five dollar ones. He said, you'll, he said, you'll go, you'll lose more money than you win. Right. He said, if you look and see the odds are always better to win if you buy the 10 and $20 tickets. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that makes sense. I looked and sure enough, that's the case. So I started saving my lottery tickets. If I got a scratchy that was a win, whether it was $5, whether it was $10, whatever it was, I just throw it over on the corner of my desk, mm-hmm. you know. And when the when the lottery got up to those billion dollar lotteries, I take those and you'll go cash them in and buy multiple lottery tickets. Right. And it's like investing. When you make money on something before it nose dives, like Dogecoin, mm-hmm. you flip it over into something else. Right. So I'm kind of going at it with that theory. One day I had some friends over, and they were like, "What is that on the corner of your desk?" And I said, "Oh, that's my lottery tickets." And she laughed, and I told her the story of how I do it, and she got to looking. You've got three hundred eighty dollars here. <laughs> I was like, well, I haven't cashed them in in a while, so, you know. That's... Is there an expiration on them? No. Oh, really? Well, I see. I think in Virginia, it's 180 days after the game ends. You have that long okay. to cash the scratchy tickets in. Okay. I'm not sure about the number tickets. You know, so, uh, you know, when it gets big like that, that's when I cash them in because of what that guy said on that show. Now, on the same show, there was a guy who hit the numbers. He lives in Florida, and it looked like he was living in um, you know, uh, like Lawrence Welk's house. I mean, mm-hmm. it was big gold statues and fountains and marble columns. And I mean, it was just extravagant and it's huge. And mm-hmm. he was talking about this big, huge lottery that he had won. I mean, it was, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And he said, on my money in my accounts, I make $16,000 a day in interest. Wow. He said, as long as I don't spend more than $16,000 a day, then I'm good. He said, I still have that money in the bank then. He said, so that's my rule. I don't spend any more than $16,000 a day. Well, that's easy in my book. No, because within three years, he died as a drug junkie, penniless. No way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He hooked up with some stripper in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it. And he got hooked on meth or something and just escalated, lost everything he had and ended up dying on the streets without a penny to his name. Wow. Yeah. But, but that's kind of the story that I think people who do win the lottery suffer. Not that they die penniless, but they get, they spend everything they, that yeah. they've won. Yeah. They don't, well. They, they have no financial advice. You know, you know people and I know people that have lots of money. Yeah. And honestly, when you know these people and, and a lot of people know people like that in their life and they'll all tell you the same thing. Once you get a certain amount of wealth, your whole job is to manage your wealth. Correct. Manage, watch your money. That's all you do. Yeah. You know, so if you don't have any experience in that sort of thing, what is it they say the average lot, big lottery winner is broke within two years, something like is that? Is it really? I can believe it. Yeah. You know, there are success stories out there, but usually those success stories are when they win those big lotteries, they immediately turn in their phone, get rid of their entire friends list yep. and move to a different state. Well, and that was the plan my wife and I had when we played the lottery many, many years ago was is we won. No yeah. one would ever hear from us again. Our friends, the ones that we wanted to take care of, yep. we take care of. Yeah. Everybody else, you're never going to see me again. Yeah, see, me and my wife do the same thing, and it's fun. Wouldn't it that is. be nice? Wouldn't, you know, and everybody does it. Sure, yeah. it's, it's, it's part of life, thinking, well, the grass is always green on the other side, but it's not. That's right. Now, me and my wife's case, we've decided that if we win one of those big lotteries, 
you know, you have the option to take it in a lump sum or yeah. you can take it in an annual stipend and you get more of the money if you take it annually. Well, take the lump sum and run. Well, no, what we're, what we plan on doing, cause we'll share, of course, mm-hmm. right. you know, common, you know, we were, we're married. So, you know, it's, it's a common asset or would be, mm-hmm. um, we're both going to sign the ticket. One of us will decide to take the lump, half of it in the lump sum. The other will take the annual stipend. That oh. way you have money up front, but then you've always got money coming in. Right. That's a good idea. That's kind of the way we plan to do it, you know, okay. when we win that big ass well, lottery, you know. But I will tell you, and I don't know how we got off on the lottery, <laughs> talking, talking about Dogecoin, but I am actually met, and when Virginia first started the lottery, they did, it was either five or seven, I think it was five. You bought tickets and you got, um, and if your ticket was drawn, they brought you on TV to do a final drawing. So they, they drew oh. like 20 or 30 tickets. Mm-hmm. And then you came on TV. It was on like uh, um, uh, public television. Right. And they did a different drawing. And if you're in the top five people got $1 million each, that was the first Virginia big money lottery when they finally passed the law to make lottery in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And a guy who won that lottery, he was a cemetery caretaker in Bristol, Virginia. Mm. Wow, right? what a job. That's what he'd done most of his life. And uh, I actually met this guy one day, and some other people told me that he was one of the first lottery winners. This was, golly, this was late 80s, I think mm-hmm. it was. Anyway, um, so I got to talking to the guy. I'm like, you want a million dollars, man? What are you still doing working at the cemetery? You know? And he told me, he said, he said that was the worst thing that ever happened to him. Really? And I, I was kind of the same way. He's like, what? You want a million dollars? How, how in the world is that? How is that bad? How is that bad? You know, because we all think of all the positives to it. Right. But he said that him and his wife had gotten divorced like years and years earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in the late 60s. Um, she left him for another man, took the kids, alienated the kids against him. He hadn't spoke to his children mm. since, the, since the 60s. He said, guess who the first people were to call when they found out I won the lottery? <laughs> Not only that, he said, I'm, he said I, had to t- I have to take my phone off the hook. He said, this is before cell phones, obviously. Right. He said, I don't know how these people get my number. He said, I'm getting people calling me at 3 a.m. with marriage proposals. Oh, my gosh. He said that they would not leave him alone. And on top of that, he said, when I said, well, you know, what did your kids say? He said, well, all they want is my money. Mm-hmm. He said, they didn't want nothing to do with me. I said, well, I hope you didn't give it to them. He goes, no, I give them what they want. I said, why? Because he was in his 60s at this point. He's like, I don't have much time left on this planet. He said, if it takes out every penny of that money for me to get to know my kids before I die, it's worth it to me. And I just, oh my God, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that is sad. (laughs) Wow. You know? Because you know know they're not going to rekindle that relationship. It's over. As soon as the money's gone, they're gone. Yeah, he'll never hear from them again. Yeah. Yeah, of course. What was that? 1989 or something like that. How long... You know, he, he probably has passed on by now. And sure. I, I hope things turned around for him before he passed away. But holy cow, you know, that's just that. I, I just left out there. I just want to go somewhere and sit in the corner and just cry a little oh bit for the goodness. old man, you know. Well, my, money doesn't <laughs> solve problems. I think people yeah, think that they're going to win. Money problems. Yeah. I think they're, if, they, if they win the lottery, they're going to be able to just pay off all their bills. They're going to be able to spend it, buy what they want. My life it, is easy street. Right. And honestly, it's not. Look at the NBA players. You know, yeah, I'll yeah. never forget um, uh, Allen Iverson. Oh, yeah. Okay. AI played for Philadelphia 76ers Virginia for a long boy. time. Yeah, uh, Georgetown. Yeah. Um, you know, the well, dude. He's from Virginia Beach. He's from Downhampton he really? Roads area. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Him and Michael Vicker Cousins. Really? You didn't know that? I did not know yeah, that. Him and Michael Vicker Cousins. That explains a lot now. Yeah. Anyway, um, so AI gets in the league, makes all his money, and like has no good financial advisors, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so all of his friends come out of the woodwork, kind of like MC Hammer back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, all this money, also you have all these friends, this huge entourage, everybody's asking for money. And by the end of your end of your career, I'm using air quotes there, you have absolutely nothing because yeah. you've given everything away. Sinbad said, or Sinbad, the comedian, mm-hmm. made all that money. He said he he had the that MC Hammer had the Sinbad uh, syndrome because as soon as he made money, he had cousins he never met before came out of the, <laughs> came out of the woodwork. That's and he true. said, "I gave everybody a job. They're my family. I'm going to hook them up." Right. He said the first thing I should have done was cut off all ties to family. Yeah. He said because they were the worst. Same thing happened to Hammer. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah, Iverson actually played uh, played a year of post-grad ball up here at uh, Fishburne Military School. Did he really? Sure did. Wow. Here local. Boy, yep. he was a great player. He was. Uh, he, 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 he I've was. never seen He could have played pro football, too. You ever seen really? him play ball in school? No, no. Yeah, he was a, he, an unbelievable athlete. Allen Iverson could have went to the NFL. I mean, the way he handled the basketball, I, it's just like, it was like an early version of Steph Curry. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, yeah, the, the, the guy was comparison. just unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. Um, just played for some teams that couldn't win, but um, yeah, the Seventy Sixers wasn't nothing back then. No, well, they, I think they did get to the finals. Was it like in two thousand and one or something? something. Um, well, I got there once, but uh, yeah, he he was On phenomenal. Iverson's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Yeah. But uh, back to the lottery, lottery real quick. So we were at Walmart the other day, and this uh, the other day, as in like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, kids wanted to go to Auntie Anne's to get some uh, pretzels. <laughs> pretzels. I'm like, fine, let's go get some pretzels. <laughs> And I don't know if you've noticed, though, but across from Auntie Anne's are the new Virginia, the digital... The lottery machines. Lottery machines. Yeah. And my you're, son... You're asking a lottery junkie if he knows what the machine where the machines are located at? Wait, what's that? I said, you're asking a lottery junkie where to find oh, out where the oh, machines oh. are. I thought you were calling me a lottery <laughs> junkie. No, I'm, I'm the wait, lottery junkie. You're a lottery... Okay. You know where they're at. You yeah. know where those machines are at, Jim? They got two of them. They do. And my son found them. I need help, man. And you do. <laughs> I'm going to call for an intervention here. <laughs> All listeners, I'm going to give you Jim's number. I want you to call him. I need a 12-step program. <laughs> right. Step number one, give Dwight your, your debit cards. No. Come on, I'll take care of it for you. No, then you're going to need a 12-step program. No. <laughs> Look, I know how to take care of this, okay? okay. I will manage your money. Just hand mm-hmm. over your cards. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. Trust me. Can't do it, I, man. I've never lied to you. I've never steered you wrong. I never will. I, I believe that 100%. <laughs> and that's why I'm keeping my card, so it'll stay that way. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, lottery machines. So my son finds these lottery machines. We're waiting for the pretzels to get made and everything. And yeah. he's like, whoa, what is this? And I'm like, okay, Trip, this is, um, these, are, these are lottery machines for, for um, the state. And no, you're not playing them. Oh, but like, look how much you can win. Yeah, no, I see that. <laughs> the chance of you winning is pretty low in fact you have a higher yep. chance to get hit by lightning inside the store than yep. you do ever winning oh but but look you can play you can you can push this button and and this does <laughs> I, I got that well it's like well daddy when i tr- how old do i have to be to play i'm like you're not old enough. hundred years old that's right <laughs> you <laughs> well, and methuselah <laughs> that's right and he goes well when i turn 18 i'm gonna play and I'm like, son, no, you're not going to play. You don't want to play. Why are you going to throw away your money on something that your chance all, of winning is so low? It's all those colorful bells and whistles. It is. It's just designed to take your money. Yep. I'd rather you take your money and go buy Pokemon cards or go buy, do, do what we used to do back in the day. 
baseball cards and look for the inserts. Oh, absolutely. You know, you absolutely. buy that pack of upper deck reserve mm-hmm. and then or and tops it, or, or tops yep. or FLIR ultra yep. or whatever. And you're looking for that, that one insert card. It's, yep. it's, it's one in like 500 packs. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I played, uh, or I played, I bought a pack of, I forget the brand. This was years ago of basketball cards. And I pulled in there a Scotty Pippen, a genuine autographed cart. It was like one in, I don't know, 400. Yeah. It was, I was ecstatic. That was like the best card I ever pulled in my life. Yep. And then I went to the card store and I traded it for a Michael Jordan card because Michael Jordan was worth a lot more at the time. I knew Pippen <laughs> wouldn't be worth that much. Um, yeah, but Michael Jordan wouldn't have been worth nothing if it went for Pippen. You know. Well, not as much. Not as much. Not as much. I won't say nothing because he's um, still the goat. Uh, he'll always be the goat. I'll always be the goat. Um, but but I want to see my son put his money into that. At least it's a collectible. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, are you throwing your money away? Yes, yeah. but the money is going to. Okay, I, I'm justifying here. It's going to a, a, a private company, mm-hmm. opposed to the lottery, which was supposed to go to education. But yet yeah. our education system keeps wanting more. My God, I hated it when my son was in elementary school. You had the list of things to bring to class with, bring to school with you: the glue sticks, the paper, right. the crayons that you had to supply for everybody in the class. Where the hell's all the lottery money going? Um, not the classroom. It doesn't seem like it does. No, it? I mean, if it did, no. we w- they wouldn't be asking for all this stuff. They wouldn't uh, be asking for CARES Act funding. They wouldn't be a- they wouldn't be raising our taxes here locally to uh, give all the teachers pay raises or whatever. Yeah. I mean. The money is not going to where it's supposed to go. And even if it was going, to me, it's not a reason to play. Yeah. But that's just a personal thing. Um, but so, you know what cracks me up? What's that? We started off tonight with a list of things that we were going to talk about, and we haven't touched on <laughs> any of them yet. That's right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we went from Dogecoin to lottery to school funding. Oh, my God. It's, it's an, it's, I, I think tell. we should circle back to what we originally were going to talk about. Do the Pasaki circle we're back. We're going to do the Pasaki circle back. Pasaki. And I think we should talk about, let me, let me think here, um, football. Uh, well, we're on the sports cards thing. Yes. Why not? Why not? The thing that we kind of touched on on Wednesdays with Jim tonight. What was that? That was a young man who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. I have a hard time now. Oh, yeah, I know. Not saying Oakland, Oakland Raiders or even Los Angeles Raiders, but Las Vegas. You know what? If there's any city in America that the Raiders <laughs> could be could be could move to, and it seems okay, Vegas is definitely the sin city town that the Raiders fit in. Sure. Yeah, but there's a young man for the Raiders. Uh, I always get his name ring, Carl Nasib. 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 I think. Um, yeah, who uh, who not too long ago came out as a, a gay male, and I love how all the uh, the lefties just went, "Yay!" Well, so happy. Well, he was the first openly gay male on the Raiders. No, it says it says right here. I'm, uh, this is from theblaze.com. Yeah, that's incorrect. He became the first openly gay NFL player. Oh, active on a team's roster. Active on a current team's roster. Okay, I stand there corrected. There was a uh, famous lineman who played for the Vikings that came out as gay. But the first one back in the 70s, it played for the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe it was. I'll have to look it up and see. Any, I can't think of his name right now. No, played for the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm not saying that as, you know, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. um, Why would I not be surprised? <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to look it up here. Um, came out as gay, and all the left was all excited because the NFL is so diversive, and, and they're so happy until they found out he was a Trump supporter. <laughs> oh, wait. They probably didn't like that, did they? Lost their mind. Um, it was, uh, I, you know, it's it's funny to watch them make a turnaround. How all of a sudden they could uh, they could be uh, Dave Copay. Yep. Dave Copay, K-O-P-A-Y. He signed with the 49ers in 1964. Um, and he, I mean, he tells a story that really kind of, um, really blows your mind about how he was treated. Of course, it was the 60s. Yeah. You know, people learn, people evolve. It's not a big deal. But uh, well, I say not a big deal. It is a big deal. But, you know, people's people. It ain't for us to judge. Yep, that's right. Um, but, yeah, if you hear his story, man, I tell you what, it was, uh, it was something else. Uh, he was... Uh, um, ridiculed and made fun of and ostracized oh, sure. in the locker room and all. But yeah, in 64, um, he played until 1972, played for five different teams, but he was definitely, um, it was a hard, hard row, hard row to hoe, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Smith, uh, for the Redskins, um, came out just before his death in 86. Um, Roy Simmons, um, played for the Giants and the Redskins, um, but he didn't come out until after he finished his NFL career. Um, I don't know. It's kind of funny. His nickname was Sugar Bear. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know wow. if that's a slur or what. It's just kind of the, the irony of it all is kind of funny, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Ray McDonald, another Redskins player um, uh, in 68. Uh, came we can't out. say Redskins anymore. In 68, they were still the Redskins. I know, but we can't say Redskins anymore. I will say the Redskins. I actually like the football team. It sounds like old school, but you know. yeah. But in '68, when he played for the Redskins, when they were the Redskins, mm-hmm. yeah, he was actually arrested for having sex with a man in public. No way. So he uh, didn't have much of a choice. He came out. Mm-hmm. Now he said his coach knew, and his coach at the time was Vince Lombardi. Um, but uh, and Vince Lombardi was pretty adamant about no discrimination in the locker room. But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's just uh, you know it was the times. Uh, Sarah Tuolo, um, he was the one. He was the one I was talking about. Uh, played for the Vikings. Okay. Um, he was an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Um, but he played for five different teams over his time there. Uh, Wade Davis, another one who played for Tennessee, Seattle, and Washington. It's starting to form a form a pattern. Yeah. How Washington ends up with uh, players coming out of the closet. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and then uh, Ryan O'Callaghan um, was the most recent who played for New England and Kansas City. Um, and then uh, Kwame Harris um, played in San Francisco. So either San Francisco or Washington. And then, you know, the one who really made a, a splash was Michael Sams out of the University of Missouri, um, who was drafted. And this was where we start, started really started in on the woke society, mm-hmm. where they really came from, because um, nobody cared that Michael Sam was gay. Nobody cared. Um but there, the, he tried to make a big deal out of it that he was being discriminated against because he was gay. He wasn't a top echelon player. Mm-hmm. He would be a free agent at best, an undrafted free agent, if he wasn't a gay man. But um, he ended up getting drafted over top of other players just because it was pushed by the NFL to do so, to show that they are a diverse organization. And that does a disservice to the entire oh. league. That's no different than what's I mean, going on right now with the New Zealand weightlifter. You know, there's a few others, Dorian Bryant, um, other people in, in, in pro sports 
um, who are coming out and it's becoming more noticeable now or more uh, acceptable now than right. it was in the sixties when, when Copay did it. But the fact was, you know, what's going, what is it, what it has led to. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, if the, if, if you can play football, by golly, you go out and you play football. It doesn't matter your your religion, your sexual orientation. None of that really matters. If you can compete on that level, then play. You know, if you're a woman that can compete on that level, then play. The NFL, the pro football, football in general is not a man's sport. Just so happens men play that sport because it has been a rough and tumble, you know, sure sport. But um, you know, right now what we're looking at, not just the fact that Carl Nassib just came out and and shocked the world that not it didn't shock the world that he was gay. It shocked the world that he's a gay Trump supporter. That's right. You know, um, but right now New Zealand has a man who says he's a woman who is now on the New Zealand weightlifting team that will compete in the Tokyo Olympics. Yep, and all and all because <laughs> of the fact that he kept his testosterone levels low enough for about a week or two. Sure. Have you seen this dude? He's st- yeah, I have. He's, he's still a, a man. He's a monster. Yeah. He's not dressing as a woman. He's not living his life as a woman. He's not being surgically altered to be a woman. He just says he identifies as a woman. And now he is on the New Zealand weightlifting team. And I, I talked about it tonight on, on the Wednesday show that, you know, imagine if you were a woman who has been training your entire life to be on that Olympic team. How, how would you feel? I don't know how what women think, but I I if I'm <laughs> if I'm trying to think like them, I would say uh, probably not good. Cheated? Yeah. I mean yeah. you've worked you've worked hard to try to get to that point and they're gonna put a person of another gender. Yeah. You know, in front of you. I don't care psychologically what you think you identify, no. what trauma in your life, what uh, imbalance, balance, whatever you want to call it, um, you know. What uh, are you biologically? Right. There's two genders. Yeah, there's only two. God made two, man and woman. And, yeah. and it doesn't matter what you identify as, you're born yeah. as either one or the other. Yeah. You know, the other day, or actually this afternoon, I was talking to my parents and they were talking about um, uh, uh, Bruce Jenner. I refuse to to call him by what he goes by today. Yeah. As far as I know, he's still a man. He was born a man. And, you know, that, that sickens me that, and I, I, this is controversial, I'll go ahead and say it. Say it. I, I don't believe in homosexuality. Um, if that's what you want to do behind closed doors, I can't stop you. I'm not, I'm not going to judge you because of that. But what I will say is this, when you use that as your identity, yeah, I have a problem. Yeah. I don't go around bragging about my heterosexuality. No, neither do I. I don't tell nobody my business in my bedroom. Keep your business in your bedroom. Yours. That's between you and your maker. Well, if you stop texting me about what you do behind closed doors. <laughs> okay. I'm tired of getting that stuff, Jim. I mean, well, you know, <laughs> When you're the Jim Wood, you know? <laughs> <laughs> don't give me any ideas. Yeah. You, so well, I'm trying to remember what it was. I I, I want to say it's Texas because it just seems like it fits. But I want to say it's up in the uh, uh, upper in the uh, the continental divide, the Midwest out of there somewhere. Yeah, because Texas um, is up there. But yes, go no, ahead. I, I, I want to say it's Texas because it sounds like something they do. Some guy had a bar, and instead of putting in on the bathrooms, instead of the men's room and the women's room, mm-hmm. he put a poster on the door 
of the bathroom. One was of Bruce Jenner, one was of Caitlyn Jenner, and that's how you knew which gender the bathroom was. Wow. Oh, my God, he got in so much trouble for it. Yeah, I that's mean, people awesome. sued. It was hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, my god. I was goodness. like, that's smart. That's funny. You know? <laughs> it's funny. Um, but, yeah, when people I, use that kind of identification for themselves, yeah. that's where I have a problem. Right. You know, as much as I don't believe in homosexuality, if you want to be gay and be an NFL player, then do be the NFL player. Yeah. Okay. Why do you have to lead with your sexuality? Yeah. You know, with my job, I didn't go tell my boss when he hired me, oh, by the way, I'm a heterosexual. No. No, because it doesn't make a difference in how I play. Well, you know, it's it's also been the way it's been portrayed by the media as well. You know, how they glamorize it. Right now, we're in the middle of, uh, what is this month they call it now? Um, it's gay it Pride rights. Month. Pride Month. Yeah, That's Pride it. Month. Pride Month. And when you look, even watching TV, you know, the little icons or the little uh, um, emojis or whatever you call them down in the corner of the screen, they're all in the rainbow color. Yep. You know, it's, it, it's they're trying. What is it? The, the gay population is like less than 3% of our popul- total population. I, I think I think that's even pretty high of a number you know, itself. But when, when, you, when you watch TV, when you watch mainstream TV, you would think that we were the minority, that heterosexuals are the minority. Yeah. They make it sound like it's over 50%. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous because it's know, not. You know, I know of one company, I won't say who it is, but there's one company I'm aware of that actually changed their logo to um, the pride colors. And it's like, you got, it, wow. it, it, I was having this conversation with my dad earlier. I said, you know, go back to the nineties when Michael Jordan played. Okay. I, I'm going to bring Michael back, Jordan back to sports again. I, I, I love Michael Jordan. As you, if you don't know that already, <laughs> he's the goat. He is. MJ of course had a deal with Nike where he was making, they're making the air Jordan shoes. Yeah. And I forget they were paying him like $500,000 a year. They're making a ton of money on it. And anyway, sometime in the nineties, there was a, uh, there was a black guy who was running, I think, for senator in North Carolina to unseat a white guy. Mm-hmm. And the black population figured, hey, we'll get MJ to endorse this black guy, okay, so that with the endorsement, maybe he'll win, right? Yeah. So they approached Michael, and Michael said no. And they asked him why, and he said, even Republicans buy my sneakers. <laughs> that yeah. was a brilliant response because sure. here's a guy who, you know, we all know Michael Jordan's a liberal. Okay, he's a yeah. Democrat. Yep. But he was smart enough to realize that in the world of business, you've got to cater to customers. Sure. You, if you want to alienate people, you're going to lose money. But he knew that the Dixie Chicks found that out. Didn't they, they did. <laughs> but he knew that Republicans also bought his sneakers. So why would I want to alienate them? Right. That's what businesses should be doing today. I've said for years, if you you know, if you're in the public eye, if you're a a sports figure, an entertainment figure, somebody like that keep your religion and your politics your business. That's right. Why would you alienate half of the people who pay you the money that you make? Exactly. Um, According to a 2017 Gallup poll, it concluded that 4.5% of adults in America identify as either LG, B, or T. Seriously, it's that? 4.5%. But it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, 5.1% of women identify compared with 3.9% of men and 0.6% of U.S. adults identify as transgender. Yeah. But yet we have the problems that we have in Loudoun County, Virginia right now. And what problems would that be? That would be the new, that would be the Loudoun County School Board who is approving allowing transgender children 
And I say children because this is secondary school, this is high school, middle school and high school, that are allowing people who identify as another sex to use the bathrooms and locker rooms of the opposite sex. That's ridiculous. And the parents are out of their minds with anger over this. And the Loudoun County, Virginia school board has gone so far as at a at a public um, school board meeting, having people arrested for unlawful assembly because they will not they refuse to listen to the concerns of the families. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it how they want to do it, regardless. Um, a lady by the name of Jennifer Boykus, I never get her name right. I don't, I don't have. No She's idea. a Virginia state senator who. Okay wrote, um, penned a bill last year in Virginia General Assembly, um, which, of course, passed in our uber-liberal General Assembly in Virginia that we have. And uh, the governor was couldn't wait to use his rainbow pen to sign this thing into law. King Ralphie? King Ralphie, which allowed transgender, mm. self-identified, not not you know diagnosed by a professional, self-identified transgender children to be able to use whatever bathroom they want or locker room for that matter, or the school has to provide these facilities for them. That's just crazy. So Loudoun County, Virginia is using that as a platform for their woke movement Mm -hmm. and are are allowing boys to use girls restrooms. And gee, I I can see why parents are outraged. I mean, the other day I was watching a, a TV show with my daughter and in the TV show, this uh, this girl is walking through the boys' locker room to, to confront a boy. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, who's nine, looked at me and goes, Day, that's wrong. Why is she in the boys' locker room? Yeah. I'm like, you're absolutely right. That's wrong. Now, yeah. she was going to confront the boy about something else. But the point is, that's a boys' locker room. Yep. Yeah. There, there should not be the other sex in that locker room. That's period. Right. That's right. That's right. I mean, that goes along with everything else they're teaching in public schools right now. Critical race theory. We've talked about that on multiple occasions. Um, You know, you got people like Rick DeSantis and Greg Abbott in Florida and Texas. Love them. Who are are pushing legislation to stop, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, boys from competing in girls' sports and vice versa. Um, You know, are using transgender as an excuse. Um, if it's identified specifically, not like football, it's not identified as a boy's sport. It is a sport. But right. you have girls track, you have boys track. You have girls volleyball, boys volleyball, uh, girls basketball, boys basketball. Yep. You know, things where those things about the sex makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And they're individual sports. Right. You know, there's what the, the young lady in Ohio who took uh, took the school their school board to court over the fact that she has uh, lost scholarships because her ranking has dropped in her school over her track performance because they have too many of the transgender boys running mm-hmm. on the track team, the girls' track team. Her position dropped, which caused her to lose money in scholarship dollars to go oh to college. Gosh. Wow. Well, well, you remember uh, several years ago, and I forget the guy, the, the, the guy's name. It was in the Olympics. You had, I think it might have been the first transgendered person to run the Olympics. It was for, for track. Yeah. And I can't think of the person's name. They're out of Africa somewhere. Um. But what it comes down to is you got a you have boys participating in girls mm-hmm. in a girls sport. Yep. Hey, let's be honest about it. When God created boys and girls, men and women, for the most part, men are created differently when it comes to our our physical Absolutely. specifications. Yep. Usually we're bigger, we're stronger. That's just how God made us. I'm not saying that we're better. I'm just saying that we're just bigger and stronger usually. Um 
I think think that that remains true today as it did 6,000 years ago when he created everybody. Um, But to mix boys and girls in the same sport, of course girls are going to lose. We're we're not built the same way. Right. I mean, in in any sport, look at boxing. Okay. They try to, they try to make, you know, in the, in the heavyweight division, they're all going to weigh about the same weight. Right. Yep. So if I take you on, Jim, I better weigh what you wear, be close, or sure. vice versa, right? Sure. But that's not what's happening right now. With, with the genders, it's it, it, you cannot mix boys and girls. No, no. That does not work. Um, Mosier, what's his name? Mo, uh, doesn't I don't have the first name here. Uh, 50K race walking event. That's the one you're talking about. Uh, am I? Uh, Is, it? Is that the no. same one? No, I'm going to try to try to look it up here. All right, yeah. Chris Mosier, Hall of Fame triathlete and do athlete. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it, you know, and it's what what is happening in in Loudoun County, Virginia, right now, um, with the fact that the police have got involved and they are supporting the um, uh, the school board by arresting these people. Mm-hmm. That just goes to show you, you know, everybody in Texas is complaining that the people from California are moving in and changing things in Texas. Uh, same thing with Arizona, some other states. I know that uh, Iowa was one of the states where um, they were the the real estate. There was a real estate agency group or a group of people in a certain area of Iowa, uh, Iowa or Idaho, one of the two. Anyway, well, they're they, kind of far apart. They are. I think it's Idaho. Actually, they got together. And agreed not to sell property to people coming from California. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I made the news about three or four months ago. You know, and people in Texas are complaining about the California people coming in. Yeah. Hey, people of Texas, we've been dealing with this crap in Virginia for years. Northern Virginia has been invaded by the liberals, by the the Clinton people, mm-hmm. the Obama people, and now the Biden people who come in, who they hire and bring in to work. They move over into Northern Virginia. And they have pretty much dictated the way Virginia votes for a long time. And unfortunately, we've got enough votes in Virginia to counterbalance it, but that means every conservative, every single one in the Commonwealth of Virginia, every nook and cranny of Virginia needs to get out and vote. And that's the only way that we're going to beat Northern Virginia votes that they've imported into here that we've been dealing with for decades. So Mm -hmm. Texas... Um, you ain't the first to deal with this problem. That's right. And you won't be the last either. Oh, my idea. I love my idea. What's that? You know, Virginia is a heavy construction site state. You know, we do, we build a lot around in this state. We've got coal mines in Southwest Virginia. You know, we got all kinds of heavy equipment. Mm-hmm. If we took every piece of heavy equipment in the Commonwealth of Virginia and lined it up bucket to blade right around Culpeper and started pushing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> We could clear out some of them uh, out-of-town uh, liberals that seem to be running their state nowadays. No kidding. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, because that's real estate. God ain't making no more. That's right. That's valuable. That's our real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, we done split one time. You know, West Virginia is a state because we split. We ain't splitting again. <laughs> we'll push Northern Virginia out of the out into the ocean, and we'll we'll uh, combine back with West Virginia and make Virginia what it was supposed to be. Yeah, red. Yes, absolutely. So, Castor Seminaya oh. was the person I was referring to. Okay, um, and it happened. Uh, article dated twenty nineteen. Okay, um, but this person was born a man. Um, I, I I assume has transitioned to. Woman. To, to woman. I hate to say that, Mut- but... Mutant. Um, and was allowed to participate 
and actually, I think that I think that person won. Really? Um, it, it's just it, it, again, it, it, it's it, it's it, it, it's a man who's running in a woman's sport. Period. I, I love the Olympics. I do. I truly. I love the Olympics. I like the Winter Olympics. I like the Summer Olympics. I, I get into it. I watch the medal count. Um, you know, I have that nation. You know, national pride. You know, when the U.S. you know burns up that me- uh, gold medal column, um, especially if Russia's not in second, but the third or fourth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you grew up during the Cold War. That's the team you push. You know, you pull against. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I love in the winter, I like luge. Oh my goodness. Bobsledding. All of it's, it is fun to watch. Not so much on the figure skating. My wife loves that stuff, but even in the summer, mm-hmm. you know, we got a girl right here from Virginia, you know, Gabby who won gymnastics gold, who oh, yes. she's a Virginia girl who went and kicked ass in the Olympics, yes, won all the gold. And you know, it makes you not only proud to be an American, but it makes you proud to be a Virginian. She, we hold that pride in her, mm-hmm. you know? So now the fact that they are taking, you know, letting people who identify as, yeah, you're you're clouding the water and you're taking away, taking that away that pride. I mean, you know, maybe it's by design, trying to make everybody the same in that new world order. You know, if, if we're gonna uh, if we're gonna go with people identifying themselves as whatever, maybe I should identify myself as a rich person. Just take everybody's money. <laughs> we already talked about the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I, again, I, I think this whole identity politics needs to stop. Absolutely. Just, if you were born a man, you're a man. If you're born yeah. a woman, you're a woman. Are there anomalies? Yes. Sure. And there's anomalies in in, in any system that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. To change yourself, like Bruce Jenner did, that's just ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, maybe it is my lack of understanding. You know, I had a, a thought the other night because I was in Walmart over by the lottery machines. Oh, <laughs> by, by both lottery machines? <laughs> by both of them. Were you playing both no, at the same actually, time? Actually, I was in customer service, and this guy walked by, obviously a man, mm-hmm. built like a man, tall, athletic. I mean, was a dude, all right? There's no doubt about it. Hairy legs, hairy arms, mm. Adam's apple was a dude in a skirt, tank top, lipstick, and a wig. No. Yes. And I'm, I'm going, really? You know, I bet if I, if I said something to him, then I would be wrong. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, you know, maybe is the world just that far gone to where now I'm no longer, that's, to me, that not being normal is I'm the weirdo. Well, we're in the minority. It seems like we it. are really in the minority in it our thought seems process. Like it. And, and I, you know, I tend to believe that again, everyone knows where I stand with the whole thing, but we, we are, we are, our morals in this country are changing. Yeah. They're not changing for the better. They're yeah. changing for the worse. And, you know, I, I think people who, identify themselves or decide they want to be in that LGBTQ community or whatever. Um, instead of them just saying, look, I'm going to live like this and they're done. They've got to force it down our throat. They got to force us to accept it. Yeah. Well, if, if you won't accept who I am and you won't accept my thought process, why should I accept you? Yeah. You know, and it's funny because uh, we made eye contact uh-huh. with it. I made eye contact with this guy and I got that look from him. Like, go ahead and say something. Like he, like he was trying to bait me in. Right. Listen, you know, I'm a tattooed, you know, older, 
hillbilly, you know, I, 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 I assume I'm, I'm self, uh, uh, rating here that I, I, to look at me, I would fit that old white conservative, you know, uh, stereotype. I, I would agree, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I can feel myself being a target of somebody who's looking to be offended. Sure. Well, I didn't say anything. I think the look said it all, uh-huh. you know, um, but you know, it's not for me to judge him and the good Lord above. They'll have that talk someday. Correct. You know, but as far as, as me looking at that, I'm just like, why, why is it necessary? Well, I don't think you and I are ever going to be able to understand that because we don't think that way. No. You know, all we really can do as the Lord says in the Bible is, is to love each other. You know, yeah. um, to, 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 when you treat each other with respect, uh, to the best that we can yeah, and, and, and let, leave the judging for the Lord. That being said, I think we also have to exercise some, some discernment in yeah. how we uh, approach people who want to live differently than we do. Sure. You know, you know, I, I, I have friends who are, who back for the other side. Yeah. Um, and you know, am I going to let my kids go over and hang out at their house and chill out with them? Probably not because no. we think differently. We have different morals. We're definitely different, different politically, hundred percent different. Um, does that mean I don't love them? No, I love them as a person. Yeah. You know, I'll pray for them. Um, but am I going to cozy up them, be buddy buddies? No, probably not. Well, I saw a thing on the news here not too long ago and I'm pulling it up now looking at it. Uh, Rahway, New Jersey is one of the places. Another one is Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So it's not north, it's not south, it's not east, it's west, it's it's nationwide. Right. Um, where public libraries, places that are supported by your tax dollars and mine, all right, are having something that's called um, Drag Queen Story Hour. Oh, my god! Where you bring in young toddlers, young infant children, um, up to elementary school age where they're getting stories read to them. Not illicit stories, but stories that definitely push a certain agenda. And these woke people are bringing their non-gender kids, <laughs> which is the folks who's bringing them there. Yeah. So these men dressed as women can read them stories about tolerance. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. They want, they want to read about tolerance, but, they, but they're the most intolerant Yes, they are. They're not going to tolerate what we believe. Yep. Yeah. No. They. If. If. I, I'm. Well. If I'd have said something to the guy in Walmart the other night, yeah. I would be intolerant. Yeah. You know. But your intolerance. Why is Why is your feelings more important than mine? You know. Yeah. They're not. They're absolutely not. And because I don't care for it, I don't like it. I'm still. I'm supposed to be the one that's silent. Yeah. That's. That's not freedom of speech no and the only answer to all this i mean honestly the answer is to not do any of this stuff but if you're going to live that way then just live that way yeah there's no reason to publicize it yeah you know there's no reason to make me accept it yeah just i mean and again this stuff has been going as i said before 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 we started doing our podcast as much as things change nothing you know how that how that phrase go even though things change they're they still, they still, the still say the same yeah this this world's been dealing with these issues for thousands of years. This sure. is nothing new. Sure. It, we interpret it as being new because I think people have gone more public with it today than they ever have yeah. in the past. Yep. Um, 
And quite honestly, again, I go back to what I've said before. If that's how you want to live, then what you do behind closed doors is your business. Mm -hmm. Stop throwing it in my face. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to accept it. And if you're looking for my acceptance, you're not going to get it. <laughs> you're looking in the wrong place. Exactly. You know, I, I, I don't understand. And one of the things that bothers me the most is the majority of people out there who think like we do, mm -hmm. who um, have the same thought process, who have the same belief structure, uh, the people out there in the world who we can sit down and talk and, and have those things in common, the amount of people out there who will bow their head and let it happen anyway. Right. You know, until people say, that's it, I've had enough, I'm tired. I'm tired of being told that I'm a racist. I'm tired of being told that I'm a homophobe. I'm tired of being told that, uh, you know, my my way of thinking is uh, makes me a bad person. That's right. I'm tired of it. You know what I've I've done for people my whole life. Um, I, I wore a uniform for this country. Offered my life for this country. Um, I've done everything from you know helping kids in, in sports programs, um, donating money you know to to good causes. Um, and you know what I've I've never asked for anything in return. Never. I don't ever win. I am. In certain categories, I can be the big, I can have the biggest ego in the world, you know? <laughs> You're just I, saying I, that now? I am the guy who is the Jim Wood, after all, That's right. you know? <laughs> I have no problem with that whatsoever. I don't mind getting up and standing in front of a crowd and people and talking. I don't have a problem Go look at me, look at me, look at me. But there's certain things I've done in my life where it's not of anybody's business. Yep. I mean, I, I've, you know, I, I take some of that after my dad. You know, there's stories when my dad passed away, which inspired me. You know, um, there were so many stories that um, people told um, where people didn't have stuff for Thanksgiving. And he would walk up to people in a grocery store and pay for their buggy, buggy of groceries. Wow. Nice. You know, my dad was known as, as Santa Claus back home. You know, not because he was fat and jolly. No, he was kind of an old asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon my French, you know. Um, but he... It, it, starting in about September, October, people would bring old broken down bicycles to his house. And he would take those bicycles and he would take all the parts and build good bikes out of them. Mm -hmm. and, and, and at Christmas time, he, the word would get out, who didn't have anything to give your kids for Christmas? Because where I come from is a very poor part of the country. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, there was kids all over that county who had bicycles. They may not be new bicycles, but they had bicycles from Santa Claus. Right. You know? And, and he would do stuff like that all the time. He never asked for attention. He never asked anybody to say thank you. He just did it because it made him feel good to do for others. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and he inspired me. And, you know, there's times when I've done sort of the same thing kind of in his honor. You know, and I've never asked for stuff like that. So to be, to, 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 be, to, to be called the things that I'm referred to sometimes to, or people like me sometimes, which they everybody does those things in their life, where they, whether it's giving the guy on the corner, you know, a, a meal that day or a few bucks to go get him something to eat, or have those bicycles in your yards for two months as you rebuild them for kids who can't get them. Mm -hmm. You know, we go through our life, and, and you know, we talked about it before George Washington, my hero. Mm -hmm. You know, he always tr was the ultimate optimist who believed that the good in people would always rise to the top. I hope to be as optimistic as him, but I would like to think that about a lot of people. So for these minority, this 
4.5% of the people who is being supported by these agenda-pushing idiots in the media right. to look at people like me because I don't agree with that and try to make me out to be the Scrooge, to be the bad guy, well, in my opinion, there's a special place in hell for you. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to go one step further on this. You know, you say that you're tired of that stuff. Let me tell you what I'm tired of. I'm tired of the double standard yeah. that exists in this country. You know, and, and being a black man, I'm going to say this because I, I honestly believe there's a big problem in the black community with racism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not limited to just white people being racist. Yeah. Honestly, anyone of any color can be racist at any time. Sure. Okay. But there's an article on CNN and you all can look it up. And I've read it many different times, heard it in different, different places, but the first article just came up on here on my computer that um, back in, I want to say it was in 2020, uh, there was a person who purchased some land in uh, in Georgia, outside of Atlanta somewhere, like 97 or 100 acres of land. And the idea is that, that she would have a group of 19 black families move on yeah. to that land. Trying to start her own town. Here's the quote in the article. I'm hoping that it will be a thriving safe haven for people of color, for black families in particular. Yeah. Tell me that sentence is not racist. Yeah. That you are going to discriminate Mm -hmm. against people of other color, white people. I mean, what? They can't move on your plot of land too? Yep. You know, you want to be treated equal, but you're going to discriminate against other people. That's a double standard I am so tired of. I saw a guy on TikTok the other day, a black guy, was talking about racism, saying the same thing you're saying right now. He's talking about black people are more racist than white people. Yes. He said, uh, we have black entertainment television. Yes. We have uh, a, a, a high number of black-only colleges. Yes. That we have more that black people have more government support, more government programs than any other race of people in our country. Yes, we do. You know, he went through this whole list of everything of why black people are more racist than white people. Now, you can sit there and make that comment, but let me say that on TikTok and see how roasted I get. Oh, my gosh. You'd get destroyed. Absolutely. And, and that's what ticks me off. It doesn't make it any less true, though. Right. If I can say it, Jim, you should be able to say it. Yeah. If you should, can say it, then I should be able to say it. Yep. There should be no... Nothing. There should be nothing out this in that that what I can say you can't, and vice versa. It's like black people calling each other different words. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can say it, but you can't. No. That's not right. No. And, and but that's the double standard I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what's got to end. We we we're seeing a division in this country, and 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 we're doing it to ourselves. Yep. It's not that the Democrats are dividing us, the Republicans are dividing us. We're defi- dividing ourselves. We are allowing this woke culture yeah. to yep. say, well. If you're black, and this is this is the woke culture as of today, mm-hmm. okay? If you're black, you can't be touched, you can't be shot, you can't be hit. Otherwise, if all stuff happens to you, yep. that's racist. Yeah. If a white person looks at you wrong, that person's racist. Yep. No, it's not. Yeah. You're right. You're exactly right. You know, and, and that's the thing that makes me so angry. I don't care if your skin's a different color. I don't care if you're a man who wants to wear women's clothing and identifies a woman. I don't care what you do with your life. Don't push it on mine. Right. You know, I'm not going out looking for a reason to make you, you know, feel bad about who you are. Don't try to make me feel bad about who I am because that's not going to happen. Right. I, you know, I, I, I grew up in a family where we had nothing. 
You know, my mom and dad both worked very hard, but where we live was so economically depressed, we had nothing compared to what life is like now. And I have done everything I've done in my life. I have earned every bit of it, the good and the bad, Mm -hmm. because the bad I learned lessons from. And we've all got those skeletons in our closet. And if you've got a closet full of skeletons you didn't learn any lessons from, well, then there's a different discussion for you. (laughs) That's right. You know, but I have earned everything I've I've got in life. I'm not a rich man. I'm not a poor man. My family lives comfortable. But, uh, you know, would one of those big time lotteries be nice? You darn right it would be. Sure. You know, but it's more fun to fantasize about than it is to do, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, because we do know those type of people have that kind of money. You know, and you see the problems they have. But I tell you what, everything I've done, I'm proud of who I am. I know who I am as a person. I've got friends, and don't dare anybody out there say that, oh, here he goes with, i got black friends, because you know what? I do. I'm right here. You're right there. That's right, right, buddy. (laughs) You know, I've got friends from all nationalities, all religions, all sexual preferences, and they're my friends. And if you're my friend, you know me as a person. So if you don't take time to know me as a person, I'm trying real hard to control my language right now. I can tell you But you, you are. know what you can do to yourself because sure. you mean nothing to me. If that's what you're going to try to judge my character when I'm not trying to judge yours. I'm kind of the same way. I, I don't look at people's skin color. It, that to me means nothing. As you know, I'm in a mixed marriage. I'm married to a white girl. Um, but I don't look at color. If I meet someone, you're just you. Yeah. You know, um, I've got, I've got friends who are white, black, all sorts of other colors, different religions, different races, different cultures. To me, we're people. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to treat you as a person because that's how I would want to be treated. Yep. Okay. I'm not going to push my lifestyle off on you. I'll tell you right now, I've been a Christian my entire life. I believe in the Bible. I believe in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I have, I will preach, I'll preach the word of God. I've got no problem with that. Am I going to get pushy about it? No. Bible says to preach the word, not be pushy about it. Right. Okay. Um, someone doesn't want to hear it. I'll move on to the next person. Yep. But my point is this, you're a person. I'm going to treat you as a person. Yep. I'm going to love you as a person. Mm-hmm. And that's it because that's exactly what we're, we're taught to do in the Bible is to love one another. Yep. Not, not to be adversarial, n- not to judge each other and condemn each other. We're supposed to love each other. Yeah. And I really believe when Martin Luther King Jr. walked this earth back in the 60s and he he gave his I dream I had or I have a, had a dream speech. You know, he if he if he saw the world today as that's, it is, that's what I was going to say, what would he think today? Oh my gosh, he wouldn't recognize this country. Well, he definitely put old Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton in their place. Yes, he would. <laughs> I'll tell you that because right they now. do not stand for one iota of what he stood for. No. They're no. in it for themselves. I mean, yeah. I've said this before, Barack Obama, when he was president, he was the one black guy since MLK who really could have united mm-hmm. this country if he really wanted to, nah. but he didn't. Nope. He was all in it for himself. Yeah. And, and, you know, we had this conversation before it bled over from Wednesdays with Jim, you know, I, 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 for this, this last four or five days, I've been binge watching this old series, this old mini series about George Washington you know, and, and we've talked about that a little bit tonight, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's funny, you know, when he talked about the interest of what's going on, this person has this interest, this person has that interest. Um, his main interest was America, to right. be an American, to be proud of everybody, to be a part of the the greatest experiment on the planet. Yep. 
I mean, that's what people need to, well, you know, we talked about it. The Jeffersonians, the, the, the amount of pushback that he got in the first administration this nation ever knew, how much they, the underhandedness, the backhandedness, the sneakiness, the use of the media, the use of, uh, of the portrayal of somebody's image. You know, they were doing the same thing back then that they're doing right now. It's just on a much larger scale right now. Right. And the only thing that man wanted to do was build a new, a new free nation. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe if everybody got on the same team um, and saw the big picture, we'd, be, we'd have a different world that we're in. But uh, if it's been going on this long, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say there's no hope, but uh, humans are, uh, well... Well, the, the only hope that I think that really exists is people will turn back to God. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You yeah. know, God bless this nation from the time that this nation started. You know, here we are as, as this, this country that has no real military, and we, we defeated the greatest the, empire on the planet. Exactly, in England. Yeah. I mean, tell me that's not divine providence. Oh, absolutely. You know, all the wars we fought, we have won. We have, we've been on the, on the victor side. And I really believe it's because God blessed this country. But when we turned away from him decades ago, yeah. we're seeing the decline of our society. Yeah. People don't go to church. They don't talk about God anymore. They yeah. don't pray anymore. And we wonder why our morals in this country are changing, why we're having to fight all these, these battles of racism and, 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 and hatred. And it's because we've, we've lost our first love. Yeah. This country was founded on, on, the, on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was founded on God. And, and we've totally turned our back to it. Reminds me of a joke. Okay, what's the joke? Uh, yeah, we're 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 kind of over our usually allotted time limit, so let's 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 end with a little humor. Okay, that, go for it. That fits. Is it clean? What we're talking about? Oh, it's very clean. Okay, I'm just All joking. Right? This this is a joke you can tell in church. Ooh, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I knew you'd like this. <laughs> so there's no man lives in a house, and the weather comes along, says we've got storm warnings coming up this week. You know, it's going to be heavy rains, heavy thunder, heavy storms. The old man says, "I've lived in this house all my life. I'm not going anywhere." Well, storms come. Where our shit's getting up. It gets up right around the porch. All right. Here come a guy in a, in a big old truck. All right. He says, sir, the storm's coming. It's going to flood. He said, you know, we, we're here to help get you out. He said, nope, the Lord will provide. I'll be fine. You go right ahead. The Lord will take care of me. Okay. All right. Truck goes on. Water keeps rising. Rises up enough to where he's up on the roof of the porch now. It's in the house, but not over the house. So he's on the porch. And he's sitting there on the porch thinking, you know, praying to God that, uh, you know, that, uh, that he'll provide. A boat comes by. Sir, we're here to save you. We're here to take you to safety. Nope, the Lord will provide for me. I got faith in the Lord. He's going to provide for me. The guy says, are you sure? He goes, nope, I'm staying right here. I've been here my whole life. The Lord will provide. Okay, so the boat takes off. The water keeps rising. The guy climbs up on the main top of the house, right on top of the chimney. The last little bit of the house is showing. And he's up on top of that chimney up there. He's perched up there like a pigeon. Right, and this helicopter comes flying over, and they call down to him and says, "We're here to save you. We're here to take you to safety." Nope, I've been here all my life. I'm going to be fine. Don't worry. The Lord will provide. No, we need to take you to safety. Nope, the Lord will take care of me. The Lord will provide. Helicopter says, "Okay," and he flies off. The water keeps rising. The man drowns. He gets to heaven. He gets to meet the Lord. He looks at the Lord and he says, "Lord, you know, I had faith in you. You let me down. I, I, I thought you'd provide for me, but..." Now I'm here and, and I'm off my land and, and you didn't take care of me. Why, why didn't you take care of me? The Lord looked at him and said, son, I sent you a truck, a boat, and a helicopter. What else did you need me to do? 
Sounds like that guy might have been living in Louisiana and, and, and FEMA was coming to his house to rescue him. <laughs> no, just to confiscate his weapons. <laughs> so, you know, you got to watch the signs of what's going on. And right That's now, right. the signs in our world, we've already had the truck and the boat. I don't know if the helicopter's coming, though. Not you know, with the world we're living in now. You know, I, I happen to agree. Um, you know, I, I, but I'll, I will hold out hope. I'm always got hope, man. As fleeting as it may sound, I, I yeah. really think there is hope if we do the right thing. Well, you know, we just have to, like you said, you know, look out for one another. Remember, we're Americans. That's right. We're in this human race. That's the only race that counts. Yep. You know? Yes, I agree. All right. So tonight we, uh, I don't know if it was a different direction, another direction, or just a set in conversation, but that's what we are. It's just a conversation, man. It's just a conversation tonight. We started off with Dogecoins, went to the lottery, (laughs) talked about gay athletes, transgender athletes, school, you know, the the school issues in Loudoun County and around the country. And man, tonight, uh, what are we going to call this episode? I have no idea. I'm going to need to sleep on this one to figure um, out what the title is going to be. This is like a, a, a veritable cornucopia of conversation. It is. <laughs> that might be the title. <laughs> if I could spell all that. I don't know. We have cornucopia. To <laughs> is that with a K or a C? <laughs> um, a Q. Um, <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah. So that's another one in the books. Yeah. I guess we'll call it that. This was fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I love our conversations, man. Absolutely. I told you, I think I told you one of the first times that I met that, you know, you were somebody that after the first time we sat and talked, it's like I'd known you for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I truly feel that way. And that's sometimes this is the way it works out. And uh, I enjoy every bit of it. So yeah, well, I look forward to coming over here and doing this with you. We'll see if uh, everybody else likes hearing it too. We'll see how many hits this episode oh, gets. I don't know. My, <laughs> this, one, this one might get us canceled. <laughs> We got more hits. We got more hits to play, though. That's right. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Call it a night. Um, don't forget all your favorite podcast providers has the Liberty Room. Wednesdays with Jim every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, Facebook Live. Go to thejimwood.com. That will take you, link you to the uh, to the little web show we do um, where sometimes I don't watch my language and that vein <laughs> pops out in my forehead. And I don't have Dwight here, you know, here in the studio to... Uh, Keep me, um, keep me in. There we go. To keep me in check. That's right. Yeah. So, um, Linda actually today told me that, uh, I was much more calmer on the podcast than I am the web show. Oh, did she really? She did. Wow. Yeah. She's the ladybug slayer. Is it possible that you have been, um, you're, you're kind of scared of her after your, your talk with her on the last one we did? Um, no, not at all. Okay. Just, no. just, just asking. No, there's uh, Inti- no intimidation you, factor. Yeah. You know me and how easily I'm intimidated. Well, I've seen you rocking in the corner crying sometimes. So. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. That's me just trying to hold back. <laughs> <laughs> it's oozing out of my pores. That's right. <laughs> calm, calm down, Jim. Calm down. <laughs> ah. All right, so don't forget the Jim Wood for the web show, thelibertyroom.com for uh, the podcast. Tell all your friends, pass it around, uh, because every Friday we have a brand new podcast debuting at lunchtime, so you can listen at work, listen in the car. That's right. Or just sit and binge listen like I've been doing this George Washington special. It was awesome. It sounds like it was. All right, what are we going to talk about next week? Uh, a variable cornucopia of conversation. <laughs> How do you spell that? I have no idea. (laughs) Carefully. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. See you later.